Quinn Cahill was a survivor. I had to hand him that. I imagined he pictured himself as some kind of king, ruling what he could from his palace in that dead old firehouse. And I was amazed at what that kid was capable of doing there, too. Somehow, he'd managed to save the solar panels and the firehouse and hook them into a wiring system that ran through the old cinder block building. It was mostly dark in Marbury, he explained, so the panels didn't do much more than power some flashlight dim bulbs he'd installed. But Quinn had salvaged two science lab steam engines from the schoolhouse, and these he'd hooked into a full-scale electric generator and an actual still he'd constructed from some old metal container drums that were left in the fire station. And Quinn used the still to make drinking water by recycling his own piss and the toxic rainwater he'd collect from the roof. He'd even strung up one of those campsite portable shower systems over the rusty tiled shower stall at the end of the fireman's bathroom. Quinn Cahill's annoyance factor was equally matched by his incredible talent for staying alive. And he had food. Lots of it. I must have drank a gallon of water without stopping from a yellowed plastic milk jug. I didn't even think twice about how Quinn produced that water. I was too busy thinking that it was the best water I'd ever tasted in my life. Don't drink that whole thing, Odd. You'll puke. Quinn put his palm on the top of the milk jug to slow me down. Come on, let me show you what I got here. Quinn lived in the upstairs half of the firehouse. A slide pole descended through a hole in the floor down to the garage. Quinn showed me how to use it, if we ever had to get out that way. There was hardly enough space in the garage to walk between the mounds of piled-up junk, even though I got the feeling that Quinn had inventoried every last item that was down there, knew where everything was. In the center of it all slumped the picked-over ruins of an old ambulance. It sat on its wheel hubs, Just about the only thing left attached to it was the windshield, no doors, no seats, not even floorboards below it. The garage itself was impenetrable. The old roll-up metal door had been bolted shut and piled high with the rotting husks of furniture from upstairs, rusting cot frames, file cabinets, metal desks, whatever couldn't be used as fuel for Quinn's steam engines.